Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome into Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. So excited to have everyone on the show this week. And I am going to give you full warning. Do not listen to Life Planning 101 this week unless you want to walk away with some sort of to-do or a whole to-do list because we are going to be motivating you into action today. There's no doubt about it. And the way we're going to motivate you is we're just going to motivate you to do the things you need to do to take care of the people that you love the most, aka your family, or at least I hope that's who you love the most. Um, Sometimes we understand it is not, but nonetheless, there are those people that are most precious to you in life and and, you know, sometimes that we uh, we we forget to to take care of those people in our, our march through life because things just get so busy and and we don't unintend to do it. But it happens accidentally. So I've got some great stories to share with you. And the first of which is about a farm kid that joined the Marines and writes home to Ma and Pa. And I want to read you this letter. I enjoyed it and I hope you will. I'm well. Hope you are. Tell Brother Walt and Brother Elmer, the Marine Corps beat working for that old man Minch by a mile. Tell them to join up quick before all the places are filled. I was restless at first because you get to stay in bed till nearly 5 a.m. Wow, I'm getting to like where I like sleep late. Tell Walt and Elmer, all you do before breakfast is smooth your cot, shine some things. There's no hogs to slop, no feed to pitch, no mash to mix, no wood to split, no fire to lay. Practically nothing. Men got to shave, but it's not so bad. There's there's warm water. Breakfast is strong on trimmings like juice and fruit, and cereal, eggs, bacon. Yeah, it's kind of weak, though, on chops and potatoes, ham, steak, fried eggplant, pie, mm, other regular food. But tell Walt Nilmer, you can always sit by the two city boys that live on coffee. <laughs> Their food, plus yours, holds you until noon when you get fed again. It's no wonder these city boys can't walk much. Speaking of walking, we go on route marches, which the platoon sergeant says are long walks to hardness. If he thinks so, it's not so my place to tell him any different. A route march is about as far as to our mailbox at home. Then the city guys get sore feet, and we all get to ride back in trucks. The sergeant is like a school teacher. He nags a lot. The captain is like the school board. Majors and colonels just ride around and frown. They don't bother you none. This next will kill Walt Nelmer with laughing. I keep getting medals for shooting. I don't know why. The bullseye is as near as big as a chickmunk head, and it doesn't even move. It ain't shooting like you shoot at the Higgett boys' homes, and, and they ain't shooting at you. All you do is you lie there all comfortable and hit it. You don't even load your own cartridges. They come in boxes. Then... We have to have what they call hand-to-hand combat training. You get to wrestle with them city boys. And I have to be real careful, though. They break real easy. It ain't like fighting with that old bull at home. I'm about the best they got in this, except for that, you know, Tug Jordan. He's from Silver Lake. I only beat him once. He joined up the same time as me, but I look at it this way. I'm five foot six and 130 pounds, and he's six foot eight and nearly 300 pounds dry. Be sure to tell Walt and Elmer to hurry up and join before other fellers get onto this setup and come stampeding in. Your loving daughter, Alice. Go get him, Alice! 
right? <laughs> I love that. And I thought it was a perfect introduction to uh, talking about today's story, which is about a real superhero, um, a woman. And, and obviously, there are the Alices in the world, the G.I. Janes in the world. But uh, today, I'm going to share a story about Maria. And it's really um, Maria and her husband's story because they were married for a little more than 40 years. But it's Maria's story because she was the one that ended up having to be like Alice and step into a world that was very unfamiliar and yet took it by the horns and didn't look back. And I want to give kudos to her. But what had happened was after about 40 years of marriage and, and after a, a retirement, her husband, Tom, had a severe stroke and it changed him. He, he had a stroke. He actually ended up having a, a second little stroke not long after that. And it not only caused a lot of physical impairment, but he became very angry and very unmanageable. And Maria, she was forced to get help. I mean, here she was, you know, not even 65. She was in good physical shape. It wasn't like she couldn't uh, manhandle him, but just because of him being so unmanageable, she couldn't do the job alone. She, was, she wasn't able to. And to add pain to misery, you know, life was just hard. I mean, this this wasn't what they planned for. You know, they had just retired thinking this is the next leg of life and we're going to be able to spend a lot of time with our grandkids and, and enjoy them and do a lot of traveling. Of, of You know, of course, nobody knows in this day and age what traveling really looks like with COVID, but it was in the plans nonetheless. And really just enjoy everything that they worked so hard to build, it, you know, a lot of years and then all of a sudden. And and by the way, you know, I, I want to make a little side note to this. You know, sometimes we talk about people working to their death and, and Tom was a situation for this. You know, he spent so many years stressing and not thinking that he could retire. When we finally uh, were able to get in front of him and, and look at everything, he could have retired years earlier. And had he done that, perhaps they wouldn't have been in this position, but he simply didn't reach out to get help to know, and he just lived very stressed. Uh, but nonetheless, that's really not what our story is about today. Our story is about the griever in this situation, Maria. How did she handle this? What did she have to do? And, you know, whether or not you're the Tom or you're the Maria in the future, the question is, is, is we all have a role to play, and what do we need to do to prepare for that role. And, you know, a lot of times we say, well, that that's horrible. That's awful. And then we think to ourselves that that's not going to happen to me. And yeah, we would like to believe that there's no doubt. But what if it does happen? And what if you are Tom? And what are you leaving behind as a load for your spouse or your kids to take care of? And so my goal with today is I want to walk through Maria's situation and I want to walk through some of the things that she had to go through to get your wheels churning on that potential to do that you need to take care of or a, a complete to do list. I, I did warn you. Um, so when we come back on Life Planning 101, I don't think you're going to want to miss this show. We're calling it the Grievers to do list. to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Make sure that you are going online and signing up for our wonderful newsletter. Um, you know, we coin almost everything we put in that newsletter. Uh, you can sign up at www.kennedy.com 
That's K-E-N-N-E-D-Y dash financial dot com, Kennedy dash financial dot com. And we try to, you know, do very relevant information. I know there's a lot changing in the world at all times. And it's hard to figure out what's most important for every individual. But we we really try to attack some of the things that we're seeing most prevalently. And, and that way it can really help people do what they do best, live life on purpose and and uh, take care of the planning needs behind the scene. And, and today's show is really no different from that. We're talking about the grievers to do list. And what do I mean by that? You know, um, if something goes wrong, whether it be a, a long term illness or whether it be a death, you know, you're leaving behind your loved ones. And what does their to do list look like when you leave them behind? And is that something that you can hedge? Is that something that you can help take care of before anything does happen? And you may say, well, what's the point of that? <laughs> the point is because you love somebody. That's really the bottom line of today's show. And, and I hope that we inspire you to look at your own situation and ask yourself, what do I need to be working on in 2022 to button up some things so that I can leave a legacy to say, I love loved you. Um, I still love you. I will always love you. And I don't want to leave you with a laundry list of things um, that need to be done that's so overwhelming. Um, it's painstaking, right? And and I was sharing a story about Tom and Maria that um, in the first segment of the show that were married for a little more than 40 years. And uh, Tom had had a severe stroke. Um, it caused severe physical impairment. And also he just became angry and unmanageable. And Maria was forced to get help. And um, here she was newly retired and in this situation. And, and really, you know, she never had to make decisions like this before. She had always had Tom to help with those decisions. And um, I think Tom's plan was thinking that, you know, his children could step in if something were to ever happen. And, and they, they certainly could, but they couldn't during this situation. And the reason they couldn't, um, the son was completely grief stricken. Obviously, this happened to his dad that was 64 years old. He wasn't ready for it. Um, and in, in the midst of that, he was in his prime earning years in his career. He was trying to advance his career at that exact moment, um, also trying to support his family. He had young children of his own and be there for them in their sports. And it just wasn't a place that he could physically be there for his mother to be able to help her. And then her daughter uh, was knee deep, not only raising her own children, but she was also having to take care of her ill mother-in-law. You know, Maria was really on her own and it, it wasn't because her kids didn't love her. It was because they just they couldn't do anything about it. And things just seemed to be piling up a mile high for Maria. You know, it, it was it add pain to misery. Things kept breaking around the house or not working the way they used to. Tom was always the handyman and and she needed him. She needed that handyman. So that I think the good news on on her story, the best part of the story for her was that they had just sold their business, threw away a lot of stress a few months before that stroke. And there was a stockpile of cash. So Maria thought she should be okay. And she didn't know. She wasn't working with anyone to help her figure all this out at the time. And so on the other hand, she wasn't really sure, but that wasn't the priority. Um, they didn't have some kind of said retirement plan in place. Now, you know, you you know, if you've turned 65 or someone has turned 65 that you know, uh, the phone was ringing off the hook with Medicare salespeople and 
she wasn't ready for any of that. She wasn't ready to make these kind of decisions to make financial or insurance or, or anything. And, and don't get me wrong. Uh, Maria was a strong woman. She had handled all of the bookkeeping for the business. So it wasn't like she was ignorant by any means, but she wasn't always um, the sole decision maker. And she'd always relied on, on Tom to help with that. And the good thing was too, though, is, is she was up for the challenge. I mean, she really just said, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and I, you know, I'm going to, I know this learning, learning curve is going to be stout, but she went on and she did it. She didn't bury herself in a hole. Um, and, and this went on for three years, having to make decisions, deciding where he would go, how all this would happen. And um, then he passed. And I think for Maria, you know, and you could probably relate if you have had a, a long-term illness in, in your family, it was a bittersweet situation. You know, Maria, she she was happy to see one battle over. And I, I think she was a little surprised to see that even after he passed, there was another battle that she faced because of their prior success. So when he passed, um, the complexity that they had built just by being successful uh, made their estate a, a flipping disaster, <laughs> to, say to, to say the least. I think uh, we, we had worked with her for several years, and every time we'd meet, we'd find another asset, and there were just assets everywhere, and many that she didn't even know existed. And every day was just another piece to a puzzle is what it felt like. And she didn't know if this was ever going to end. Well, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book Outliers. Um, by the way, it's, it's a great read for any business owner for sure. But uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he talks about mastery of any kind of, you know, becoming an expert in any subject. And he says it takes 10,000 hours to master anything. Well, you asked Maria about that. It was certainly a fire hose of education in those five years or so. And she says, you know, she'll tell you today, she doesn't wish that on anyone. So when we come back, what I want to do is I want to take a hard look through Maria's situation. I want to take a hard look at some of the things that she did have to make decisions about, because if you're going to walk away inspired and thinking about what your to-do list needs to look about, you need to think about what she had to go through and what decisions there are. I mean, some are obvious, some are way less obvious, but it's really important to know uh, what your plan needs to encompass if it's going to be a good plan. We often think because we have a legal document in place or we've had a conversation that we have a plan in place. And really, that's, that's not the truth. And if Maria's story isn't proof of that, I don't know what is. So you're not going to want to miss this when we come back on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Thank you for joining us each and every week. We love to do this. We love to be able to um, educate and you know put good information out there for people to make good decisions. And our, our prayer is, is that you just live life on purpose and you realize that um, you don't have to do the job alone and Google is not the only resource out there because there is so much to think about. And today is just proof of that. We are talking about a grievers to-do list. When you go through um, a, a long-term healthcare situation with a family member and or a death, all the things that have to be thought of and done, there is so much of that, right? And it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, do you want to hear the bad news or the really bad news first? And you might say, well, I guess we'll start with the really bad news. And the doctor says, you have cancer. 
And the patient says, well, what's, what's just the bad news? And he says, well, you have dementia. And you say, well, at least I don't have cancer. <laughs> so I guess it might feel like that if you've got these things piling up. And if you've missed the first parts of this uh, show, I would encourage you to go back and listen to Maria's story because we are going to be walking through a story of a woman that her husband had a stroke, um, basically didn't have any kind of planning in place, and she hadn't she hadn't been in the position to make these types of decisions before. So it was thrust upon her to get an education in almost everything, and then on top of that, passed away, and they had um, pr- a pretty successful estate. And so, what is she what is she to do? So I want to walk you through some of the things, as I promised in the last segment. Um, that Maria had to go through. So number one, Tom's medical situation, we know that (laughs) she would tell you, I certainly have an education in strokes by now. And not only strokes, but what types of healthcare could he receive? Where would he get this type of healthcare? Again, he became unmanageable. Um, So what was she going to do? How could she get it? What about the cost? A lot of people really think that, you know, oh my goodness, my Medicare will just pay for it or my health insurance will pay for it. Well, that's only for a a small window of time, a, a limited period, usually around 90 days. And then you're out of pocket or you're dipping into a long-term healthcare type policy to take care of those longer care needs. It's important. And not even that, you know, those longer term healthcare policies don't always cover what you need. In her case, she needed a lot of respite care. She needed just someone to be able to help her manage him. And that was a, a huge thing, just a babysitter. How does insurance work? Oh my goodness. So here she was turning 64 years old. Her and Tom both were 64 and about to go on Medicare, learning Medicare Part A, Part B, uh, D, C. Uh, There might as well be a Z, right? So confusing and and trying to understand that and the switch in the midst of a health crisis. And then, of course, like I mentioned, Medicare doesn't pay for anything. And then they mentioned Medicaid to her. Well, she went down a long rabbit hole before she figured out Medicaid wasn't an option. That is literally a welfare option. So the private funding was the issue. And then she just got sticker shock, right? The cost. Oh, my goodness. Now, luckily, like I said, they sold their business for a stockpile of cash. But that's exactly where it was sitting was cash. Legal documents. They didn't get there. They didn't have an update. The last time they'd updated their legal documents were when their kids were young. And she needs them. And she couldn't even talk to the direct TV provider. How many times has that happened? You call in, they say, well, I need to speak to so-and-so. And, you know, I know I've heard people fake voices before. That's never happened. Um, but that's really important. Bank accounts. Does she need them all anymore? Closing down a business, they hadn't quite finalized all of that. What do they need to do for income? Does she just use her cash? Does she need to invest any of this cash? How does she do that? Where does she go? Who does she talk to? The world is a scary place right now. And you know what? Everybody is trying to sell you something because everybody in this world has to make money. So what do you need? What is this word fiduciary versus insurance agent versus financial advisor versus investment advisor versus broker versus what What do you do? That's really confusing. What about inflation? Okay. If you didn't know what that word meant before 2022, you definitely do now, especially when they just came out with the 8.5% number for March. She says, I can't earn that in a CD. How do we solve that? Social security. When do I file? Should I have already filed? What about Tom? How does he file? Does that work together? Does it not work together? What do I not know there? Taxes, 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 and more taxes. Still have to pay from the sale of the business, much less try to figure out what it looks like going forward. 
oh, didn't even know we owned that. What do I do with that? What does that mean? How do I pay for that? And then at the end of the day, she's sitting there thinking, what would Tom want right now? What do I want right now? Gosh, I just wish I had more time for my grandkids. Can I do Thanksgiving this year? Oh, that's just too much. I I don't think I can. Those grandkids are going to be grown before I know it. Is it okay to get rid of some of Tom's things? What do I do with all this farm equipment? It's just sitting out there rusting. It's not even getting used right now. Oh my goodness, I backed into someone at the grocery store. What do I need to do? Who do I need to notify? Are they going to sue me? Tom's name is on everything, not mine. Ah! I'm constantly having to make changes and get documents here and do this. I'm so tired. Yes, Tom passed away three years later. Now it was time for a funeral, planning for a funeral. Nothing else was planned for, neither was the funeral. And all she could think about was just wanting to sleep and that she missed him. She missed the real Tom. It had been a long time. And now what? What's the next game? (laughs) Our wills haven't been updated since our kids are young. I need an attorney. Who do I go to? Can my bookkeeper help with this? Hmm. Estate tax problem. We've paid enough in taxes. What does this mean? What is that? Inventory? Appraisals? I have to get what? That's just more money. Money. Am I going to be okay? Do I have, what What about my investments? Do I, do, do I need investments? What do I need to do? How am I going to have income? Do I have enough money? What about for me? Now I get to start thinking about me. What about me? What next? The reality is what she went through is what a lot of people go through. And they go through it because of the failure to do one thing. The failure to not plan when both of you are very capable We don't want to think about that. Nobody wants to think about that. But really, planning is a gift. It's a gift of peace and the ability for a survivor to thrive, not just survive. So maybe maybe you're saying you don't need to plan. And you may be right, but I bet your family does. I want you to walk away with one motivation. What needs to be on your to-do list so it's not on the griever's to-do list? My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful week. And please be sure to join us each and every week on Life Planning 101, where we promise to bring you great information and education to help you live life on purpose. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.